This podcast is part of the Batman Universe Podcast Network, hosted by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out everything related to Batman and the entire Bat family at the BatmanUniverse.net, including news and original content related to comics, movies, television, merchandise, video games, and more. Also, check out some of the other unique podcasts that TBU has to offer. Consider supporting this podcast by becoming a patron on Patreon. Even $1 can go a long way in supporting this content that you enjoy. Look for a link over at thebatmanuniverse.net to offer your support now. And now, on with the show. In 2008, a podcast was created with one goal. To bring Bat fans around the world news related to movies, comics, video games, television, merchandise, and so much more. And now, the Batman Universe Podcast has returned. Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of the TV Podcast. Today we have a very special uh, episode. We are doing another one of our interview series. Uh, this time we're diving into TBU culture, um, specifically cosplaying and how it can affect the community. So Scott is interviewing Will Lawrence. Um, he is best known for the, going by the name of Buffalo's Best Batman. Um, the two are going to talk about the creation of Buffalo's Best Batman, as well as the community and charity work that Will takes place while using Batman as a as a means for um, not only entertainment but also goodwill and just overall awesomeness when it comes to enhancing you know a lot of people's lives so I'm going to throw it over to Scott and enjoy okay. our latest TBU interview hey everybody this is Scott with the Batman Universe podcast and today we have a special guest with us um, I have with me uh, Will Renz, better known, or at least how I know him as Buffalo's best Batman. Um, I found him um, on the internet. You were uh, DC Comics responded to you, and I saw that you did a lot of charity work and you have a lot of cool costumes and uh, were Batman costumes. And I was really intrigued and really interested to find out, you know, more about you know what you've been doing and how you're proactive in the community and. <clears throat> you know what you do with um your cosplay so welcome will thank you for having me scott um to how are you today we'll start off there easy question doing well it's about eight o'clock here on the east coast i'm still at my office and my non-batman life but i decided <laughs> late tonight for the interview yeah. nice yeah that's uh i know that one we're always moonlighting as bat fans in the evening so to start things off, how did you get started? Because you've been doing this for a while. Yes, it's been over eight years now. And I really started with cosplay as a martial artist. I enjoyed putting on little skits and live fight scenes for my karate students out in Elma here in New York. So I already had a Batman a bat suit at that time. This was back 2011. And then we cut to... 2014, I was invited to take part in a little cosplay charity event at a roller skating rink. And I used the same bat suit from my 2011 karate demo. 
that led to me hearing about a contest in Buffalo run by the Erie County Public Library looking for Buffalo's best Batman. This was for the 75th anniversary of Batman, if I recall correctly. So my old college professor sent me the invite about it and said, this is a no-brainer, you would win, I've seen your costume. I entered the contest and I won. So I had that title, Buffalo's Best Batman, bestowed on me at that point. And at that point, other uh, businesses, charities, they liked the idea of being able to promote Buffalo's Best Batman at their event. And that started to draw some attention. People would show up at these different places. And it just snowballed from there. Nice. And your first suit, uh, you know, the one that you guys started with, that was the Keaton one, right? Or was it a different one? It was a version of the Keaton one. In truth, the chest plate was paintball armor. Mm. So I always like that line in the Dark Knight, how he says he's not wearing hockey pads. I could say, no, I'm not either. It's paintball armor. But it was, I call it the homemade suit because it was designed really to be able to perform in it and be able to do a, a fight scene. We've all heard the stories about the trouble the actors have had and the stuntmen in those bat suits. So I wanted one that I could perform in and maybe it wasn't uh, up to snuff as far as movie quality, but I could move around and the people at that time that had the replica suits, they couldn't turn their heads. So <laughs> I've kind of come full circle with that because now I do wear the movie replica suits. Um, so that initial one you made yourself or? Right. I cobbled it together from different pieces. Like I said, the mm-hmm. chest piece is paintball armor, which I had a bat logo stitched on. My first cowl is actually the Batman Begins cowl. And then we have some just replica gloves. The pants would either be Dockers, believe it or not, or karate huh. heat pants so that I could kick in them. Nice. And then, you know, now you said you have like the movie replicas and I've seen, you know, I've seen your suits for, uh, you know, Ben Affleck, Batman, you know, obviously the Michael Keaton one, and then um, the Batman, the newest one. And they all look really pristine and really, they're really good. So thank you. And those, did you purchase those online or did you make some of them or? No, the, the suits themselves were purchased online. The uh, Affleck Justice League suit and the Keaton Return suit were both purchased from other cosplayers who were moving on from those characters, and they happened to have huh. similar dimensions to me, so they were selling complete sets. So I lucked out that I found them. Nice. I didn't realize that was a thing either, but I guess that makes sense too. You know, keep it keep a rotation and keep it fresh. Um, <clears throat> and so the contest. You know, when you won the title Buffalo's Best Batman, you know, what did what did that come with? Like, were there like what kind of duties, you know, did that come with? There were no real duties associated with it. Mm-hmm. I'm well aware that it was more of a, a gag contest to find, mm-hmm. you know, who was Buffalo's Best Batman. Certainly the library didn't have any authority <laughs> to give that title. It's more that I chose to run with it. Mm-hmm. And I took it maybe more seriously than I should have at the time, but mm-hmm. I stuck with it and it's become my true alter ego here in Buffalo. That's awesome. So people, do they know you like in your in around town or like as, you know, both, I guess, sides of the character in suit, not a suit. Absolutely. I didn't expect that to happen mm-hmm. eight years ago, but mm-hmm. 
now I would say just as many people know me as Batman as an attorney. And then that's cool. And then you still teach martial arts too? I do. It gets a little more difficult to teach with my job, but I certainly still train and substitute teach when I can. Awesome. Um, And how, so I'm assuming you've probably been a Batman fan for a long time. Yes. I grew up like many people my age. The 1989 Batman movie was the first one I saw, which by the way, I'm very honored to be your next interview after Michael Uslan. I listened to that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, yeah, that, that was, that was kind of good tiding and good timing on my part. I found his um, university email and messaged him and then his publicist reached out. So, but really easygoing and nice guy to talk to. I was, I was very uh, surprised and, you know, and, you know, in, in awe, I guess. Yeah, he's on my bucket list of people to meet from the Batman world for sure. Yeah, he's and it's it's just interesting how down to earth and supportive he is of like the community as a whole and everything. Um, you know, so from your first introduction, you know, did you, you know, I obviously you became a Batman fan and everything, but did you start reading comics or was there like a journey there or my journey as a child really began with the movies. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a bad Batman movie, in my opinion. I think Robert Pattinson said that too, that each you know, Batman yeah. film is set out to do what they were supposed to do. And there are, are plenty of things to like, even in the George Clooney, Batman and Robin. I think the scenes with Bruce and Alfred and those, you take those out of that movie and they would fit right at home in the Dark Knight, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I I think yeah, you're right on that. There's good to be taken from all. And then I it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I that movie literally just came up for me today at work, just happenstance. Well that one and the Val Kilmer one, just because uh what started it was a coworker started singing uh was it that seal song Kiss by a Rose, I think. Yes, uh, <laughs> forever. Yep. Yeah. So we launched into both of those just from that. And I'm just like, okay, well that's it's kind of funny how someone just starts humming something and your first thought is, Oh, okay. Batman forever. <laughs> um, it was supposed to be my wedding song, but I got outvoted by my wife on that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which, so, you know, when you dress up as Batman and you go around and like do functions, what do you like doing, you know, in terms of like, you know, being involved with the community? So at least until, I would say up to the coronavirus pandemic, it was really whatever events were going on, I would keep an eye out for that and then reach out to the event organizer and ask, hey, would you like to have Buffalo's Best Batman at your event? It's something I'm interested in. The major thing I became known for in 2015 was helping set up the first Buffalo Bison Superhero Night, which is our minor league baseball team here. And they had me on a billboard in full (laughs) bat suit, believe it or not. (laughs) That had to be kind of surreal. <laughs> it was you know, driving down the, the freeway yeah. and seeing yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. Driving past yourself and just, hey, how you doing? <laughs> but that again, that was for charity. It was for Mental mm-hmm. Health Association of Erie County, and we raised, I believe, five thousand dollars for that first year, and then it became a tradition for a couple of years. Now Marvel has a deal with minor league baseball, so there's no. Mm. DC mashup superhero night. It's a Marvel Defenders of the Diamond now. 
I, I guess that makes sense. I mean, the MCU is pretty popular, but that's that's really awesome, though. Like, that's you know, it's it's admirable in the sense that, like, you know, I guess the way I look at it is, you know, here's something you're inspired by. Here's something you've gone and, and done, and you know, and now you're you're having an impact, you know, on, in a very you know heroic way, you know, in terms of just you know, doing what you can to help the community and, you know, charity nights like that. Thank you. So, and like I was saying with the pandemic, I had to change my approach a little bit. I started wearing the Adam West 1960s bat suit. It just seemed like the right one to wear with the, the world being as dark as it was. I, I didn't think we needed the dark night walking around. And I really became this grassroots superhero for lack of a better word going to food banks and food pantries in the spandex so it would make people smile i remember the first event i did it was at our uh, broadway market downtown for easter handing out easter baskets and somebody looked at me and said i needed that today i needed to smile nice that's awesome this was going to work during the pandemic the dressing up still that People needed that right now. Yeah, no, that's that's nice. That's awesome to hear. That's that's cool. And like, you know, it's interesting too because, you know, I guess it's it's a nice callback because I think you're right in the sense that you know, with everything going on with the pandemic, that's the lighter tone might be more of what people need, and 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 it's nice to see like that, um, you know, Batman that in characterization brought back into the fold again, because it is like kind of, it is an enjoyable one. And I feel like with a lot of the grim dark stuff, sometimes we always forget, like there are like the lighter, lighter elements. Yeah. There's a quote in the dark night that I always remember. He says, I'm whatever Gotham needs me to be. And I've taken that to heart about which bat suit to wear for a given event. So during the pandemic, it was largely the, the Adam West suit. And then coming out of that slowly, and then also seeing the, the level of cosplay, especially in our area, continue to increase and people trying to get better costumes than each other. It's, it became clear that it didn't matter so much in that realm anyway. What I was doing, I, I did have to look the part a little more. So that yeah. finally led me to purchase the more movie quality suits. Nice. Um, do you have partners or people who team up with you at all sometimes? I do. Well, it's sort of like the Avengers, like in uh, the Marvel realm. So, or the Justice League too, Batman will kind of jump in and out of that. We have several different cosplay groups in our area. One of them is the Justice League of Western New York. So I will team up with them on occasion. But I realized after maybe four or five years as Buffalo's best Batman that I, that in itself was my own brand. Mm-hmm. So it would be difficult to then jump in with a group. I feel like I would be losing the power of that Buffalo's best Batman for charities that would want that. So I've tried to keep that a separate entity, a separate brand. And that way then they can promote, Oh, we have the justice league of Western New York and Buffalo's best Batman. So they have two different attractions to, try to encourage people to show up. That makes sense. And do you have, you know, any, you know, you don't have to say you do because it's kind of an on the spot question, but do you have any like goals or things you're looking to do, you know, as Buffalo's best Batman? 
at this point, it is really just about maintaining whatever legacy that I have built in Western New York. Mm-hmm. And also outside of Western New York, I was lucky enough to perform a martial arts demo as Batman in Athens, Greece a couple of years ago. Wow. We did a Batman versus Superman demo, my sensei and I. So All the way out in Greece. Yes. <laughs> How did that come about? My current karate dojo is it's part of the World Kabuto Federation, and they had a world convention in Athens, Greece. So right after I had joined with that school, people knew I liked to dress up as Batman and had the martial arts background. So it just made sense. Why not try to do a show all the way over in Greece? Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But as far as goals, you became aware of me after DC acknowledged me on Twitter, which was something I had hoped would happen eventually. That's the first time DC's made any, you know, recognition notice of me that people would joke over the years that, Oh, I don't know if I'd call yourself Buffalo's best Batman. DC might not like that. And I thought it's for charity. There's a parody element to the character. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. So for them to finally, you know, give me the nod on social media and they don't do that for every cosplayer or even any just random posts. I think the last thing that the DC page had liked before me was something that the rock had posted about black Adam. Yeah. I don't like, so it was the rock and then me. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like, I I tend to pay attention to like, you know what they engage with. And I didn't really, I don't really see that too much. That's why it stood out to me. And in this case too, if I remember right, um, you were in your um, returns, suit with uh, the releases of the 89 comic yes that was something i wanted to do to for the release of batman 89 that's when i debuted my return suit i wanted to go to six different comic book shops around the area one for each issue of the comic book the comic was only supposed to take about six months to release and then ended up taking a year yeah yeah that was uh, <coughs> we get the advanced previews so i'm always checking our box you know we can review it i every, i would look weeks in advance and just you know every time it got delayed it'd be like that big disappointment because that's you know that was my start too was you know the, the keep narrow ones so you know the fact that they made that series i was very very happy and excited to you know do that oh for sure and I, absolutely i was too And also, again, with the pandemic, I wanted to do something to help the local businesses in the area. I felt like I was doing a fair amount of work. You can always do more, but I I was out there helping, you know, on that grassroots level. But then you kept hearing about businesses needing people to come back to stores. So what's a better marketing thing than having Batman at your store, especially if you're a comic book shop? Right. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. And that's, you know, I feel like... I've seen a couple comic shops in our area try to do different things. One of the comic shops I've seen has started doing his own when they had that year where there was no free comic book day, he did his own like free comic book day and like invited other businesses to participate. And so that it's only been like two or three times now, but that's kind of spawned into its own little like summer festival. He did it out of, you know, um, it was originally May, but he moved it, I think to like June or July. But, you know, I, I see that a lot with the little shops, like especially mom and pop comic shops. Yeah. And we do that around the area too. We have our own local comic conventions, some of which are tied in with other cosplayers who run the comic convention. So I take it you still do you do you read comics a lot or not as much as I would like, but yes, I 
to one occasion, Batman 89 was the last Batman related thing I read. Uh, Batman, the imposter I thought was excellent really showing the, you know, yeah. the mental issues of being a superhero. I thought that was well done, even though it wasn't directly the Pattinson Batman. Yeah. But it could be from that same universe. So I like that. Um, in terms of films, you know, which, which one's your favorite? Batman Returns is still my favorite. That was the first one that I saw in theaters that I was old enough to go to. Nice. Um, regret it after seeing the parents <laughs> at that time, but yeah, that's funny. No, that's yeah. Admittedly, that's also my favorite live. A- I separate live action and animated just because I feel like the Mask of the Phantasm would be my favorite if I put them together. But Returns would be my favorite live action. So I just love the themes and the ideas that are being played around with there. Right, and it's about half as long as the live action Batman movies and. It may be the best one as a exploration of Batman, the character that the live action one still haven't done yet. Yeah. Um, I was actually, I was really excited um, when they announced Keaton was coming back, but the more, the more we get removed from the Batgirl news, the more um, it seems like that's going to be in a much more truncated version. All the rumors coming out, you know, every week that they're, you know, supposedly even reshooting scenes with Ben Affleck now, but that, that's still a hard rumor. I haven't seen that confirmed yet, but um, kind of disappointing. So I was kind of hoping we'd see more of Keaton back when they made that news. I was like, at first I was surprised and it was like, yes, I don't care if he's like 70. Yeah. And I, I don't want to spoil if people haven't read what the plan was for Keaton, but I certainly was very excited about that. And that was about the time that I had purchased my return suit and then I didn't wear it for good year and a half because I wanted there to be the right event for it. And that Batman 89 comic was supposed to tie into, you know, bringing Michael Keaton's Batman back into the zeitgeist and what the delays for that movie. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that Ezra Miller happened today before our recording that he's going to be getting some mental health treatment. So I was happy to hear that. And selfishly, I'm hoping that means the movie is going to come out too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I did not hear that yet. I've kind of been in a bubble today, but um, that is good to hear. I'm glad that that's that's happening because yeah, it was. It feels like almost every day for a while there, there was like something new that was just like building and building, and you're just like, uh, guys, <laughs> what's happening here? Yeah, and for the Keaton generation, hearing that he was going to be coming back. And then you shelve a movie that has him in it. Yeah. As was, was the Joker says, that wasn't easy to get over. And don't think that I didn't try. <laughs> yeah, right. And I honestly, like, even more so than that, I think the thing I was like, I was like, I'm, I'm curious to see what they would have done with Batgirl, like the character that seemed interesting. But the fact that Brendan Fraser was playing a Batman villain was like a huge, you know, like deal, I feel like, for a lot of people where it was just like, you know, I don't think we've seen this before, you know we kind of want to see it. Yeah. I wasn't familiar with Firefly candidly, but then when I played Arkham Knight and that character pops up in it, I thought, okay, I could see Brendan Fraser kind of yeah. flying around, you know, <laughs> I'm here for it. So do you have, um, you know, any events coming up or anything planned in the near future for um, Buffalo's best Batman? At this time, I don't. And it's ironic. I 
seems like when I get these larger interviews, that's when I don't have something to plug. So it's usually after I've done a big event and then I'll get an interview request. Oh, what's coming up next? At this moment, nothing. I'm (laughs) enjoying the summer. I, I was very pleased and honored to get your request for an interview after DC promoted me. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, like I said, I just like, I thought it was really cool, you know, that like, you know, like that, that you were doing this and, you know, that it seemed like it was, you know, on my end, like me being in this bubble outside of it, seeing, you know, seeing that it was, you know, getting all this attention, you know, obviously from DC, but like that you'd been doing it for so long, you know, that like, it was a, you know, it's just something that you've been dedicated to that seems to have been growing, you know, and so thought that was really admirable and cool. And, you know, something I've always, I kind of want to do with our podcasts is, you know, we're going to try to interview like creators and like, like you heard, like Michael Uslan interview, we have another author interview that should be that probably at the time this goes live, will have gone live, but, um, you know, interviewing, you know, fans, and and showcasing you know what they're doing with their like love and appreciation of the character and you know ultimately towards the goal of you know trying to improve you know either our community or the planet we're living on or whatever they're doing just using that character as inspiration so you know i just thought that was really neat thank you appreciate that and talk about improving the community that would be a goal of mine as i continue on my batman journey here I don't know if it means I'm going to have a Robin join up with me, but I would like to encourage other cosplayers to do charity work, whether it's in Buffalo or outside of it. We have a fantastic community for that here already. And I had people come up to me at the last comic convention I was at who were charity cosplayers and say, you're the reason I'm doing this, trying to live up to the standard you set. And it's very touching to hear. It's something I don't really think about, but yeah, me that day because there were a couple that came up to me. It wasn't just one person, and I thought, okay, people have been paying attention to me. This, I just need to be aware of that. Yeah. At home, do you have a cave where you store the suits? Like, I mean, I feel like that's a lot to store and like take care of. Not at the moment. I'm working on getting a bat cave set up. I, I'm, I've never been someone that has wanted to have the, the full mannequins, as cool as that would be. But yeah, I try to be a little modest even though i call myself buffalo's best batman but yeah i don't want people walking in and seeing you know the line of bat suits is the first thing they see (laughs) i'm sure that probably wouldn't help at home if they were all over the place too no i I do have plaques that i have hanging up from the different uh, awards that i've won and newspaper articles those i just feel are important especially if i'm lucky enough to have kids in a couple years to yeah show them here's what i did i didn't just run around in spandex like there was a reason for it and yeah people noticed and appreciated it well that's cool um you know one one thing i like to ask of people sometimes you know because and you mentioned you've done the interview circuit you know or have done a few interviews at least um is there a question you have been dying to have been asked, but no one's asked you yet? And if so, what's the answer to that question as well as the question? That's a good question. I'll tell you the question that I am always asked is why Batman? What makes Batman so enduring? That one I get asked at every single interview. 
question I have not been asked at an interview would be, when do you plan on stopping? Like, what is the, the limit? What's the end game with this? I've had family members ask me, when are you going to stop? But I've never had an interviewer ask me. I think to your first question about why Batman, I feel like us being a Batman site, I feel like we all probably have, you know, our reasons or, you know, things that happen to us or inspirations we took from us that keep us going, you know, um, and, you know, you can hop in if you want and correct me if I'm wrong there. I'm just assuming that's probably, you know, similar to the, to the community at large, but you know, the, when do you stop? I feel like you probably could go, you know, do like a Frank Miller thing, you know, or in your fifties or sixties, you know, <laughs> just change the suit again, maybe get an armored suit. Yeah. And that kind of ties in with why Batman has been so enduring because that character has changed with the times and actually wrote my college thesis about that superheroes in America. You can look at the decades and see what character was popular at the time, like in the eighties, Frank Miller reinventing Batman. But I did actually quote unquote retire at the end of 2015. I thought after doing some big events, that was going to be it for me as far as dressing up, that I would just be mentoring other people like I was talking about. And interestingly enough, I started getting requests for events because the real Batman wasn't showing up. The people were wondering where I was. They just huh. recognized my costume and I had parents telling me their kids were upset because we know Batman's not here. So I came out of retirement and I don't think I am ever going to do that again officially. I feel like to come out and say, I'm not going to dress up like Batman anymore. It is going to disappoint a lot of people. It would be better in my opinion. And again, ask me this in a year, I might've changed my mind, but I might become less active as far as planning events and being more reactive, so to speak. So if people reach out to me, then I would show up at events versus me actively planning some, like I, I do plan the superhero food drive every year that I started. So I have every intention of that continuing, but might be nice as, you know, the years go on just to wait for the bat signal to light up. And then, you know, if that becomes less and less then okay, but it isn't me going out there saying, I'm not going to show up anymore. So tough. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. And then with people recognizing you as the real, you know, Batman, (laughs) you're probably honor bound a little bit. Yeah. It's it's like how you say no to contacting you saying, God forbid, a a child who's very sick and wants to meet Batman. You're not going to say no to that if you can. (laughs) Are there ever any other characters you've entertained dressing up as, or is it, is it all Batman all the time? For me and Buffalo for the past eight years, it's been all Batman all the time. I'll admit with Marvel being the, you know, the much bigger successful cosplay <laughs> entity, at least right now. Uh, I've thought about it. I do think I'd probably have to be a villain because we've seen Keaton and, now Bale have both been in the MCU as villains, so I feel like they've set a standard there, or at least Marvel is enjoying putting Batman as villains in their movies. Oh. Yeah, you're right. There's a precedent. I still haven't seen the new Thor, but and there is and a precedent now. So there's you know that from years ago, but yeah. The, but the, certainly the, the, the past few years it's been if you're Batman in DC, you're a villain in Marvel. Yeah. 
to be fair, Ben Affleck was Daredevil first, though, so maybe that's a pass. Plus, they disavowed that movie. <laughs> I was hoping he would show up in No Way Home. <laughs> just have a bunch of Daredevils now. Just bring them all in. <clears throat> Multiverse of Madness, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's become Jennifer. a hard thing to do at conventions. I did it two of my last one. There were two other people dressed as Batman, and we did the Spider-Man finger point. <laughs> oh, nice. No Way Home, so... <laughs> That's cool. I'll have to. You'll have to send me a picture if you have one. I'd like to see that. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I do you have any parting words for you know anybody listening who's thinking about doing it, or you know people who kind of teeter the edge of wanting to do cosplay but not really you know sure on how to get started or what to do or, you know. Yeah. We didn't really talk about it much, but I, I did write a book in 2019 called the ballad of Buffalo's best Batman. And that details my first five years of charity cosplay. So that's kind of a how to for getting into the cosplay arena there and you know, how to go about doing it properly and the highs and lows of that too. It's, it's not an easy path for by any means, but for people interested in doing it, I would say try it. Don't be discouraged by anyone just because it might seem too geeky to a friend of yours or a family member. You know, it's it's what you want to get out of it. So if you want to go to conventions and dress up and have several different costume changes at one convention, go for it. You know, that's your leisure time. You can do what you want there. If you're looking to do it for charity, there's some rules you probably should follow. One of them being there's a certain way to conduct yourself at these events. You have to remember that the goal is to promote the charity. It's not about just promoting yourself. So you should always make sure the focus is on the group that you're trying to promote there, what the cause is. Um, as far as picking a character, it's entirely up to you. you. Anyone can cosplay. I know that's been said so much over the past few years in the community. People of all shapes and sizes can be any character you want to be. Uh, don't be discouraged if people try to knock you down. It's, again, what you want to put into it. So it's like they, uh, Batman Begins, the, the quote, you know, they can't stop you. You can become something else entirely. So as far as me, I really did devote myself to one character after winning the Buffalo's best Batman title. I did feel a responsibility for that, especially if I was going to keep using it. And yeah, if you're trying to become a character in your area, I think you need to keep it special. I've tried to pattern myself after uh, the undertaker from WWE where I don't, he didn't show up at every single wrestling event, you know, special occasions. So you're not going to see me every single week dressed up. That's never been me. Part of that's also just because of my job. It's difficult to come out during the week. But I'm an attorney by day. so. But also you keep it special. So then when there is an event, oh, Buffalo's Best Batman is showing up. But again, if you have the time and can go every day, that's great. We need more people like that. But anytime they're asked, they can go to an event. So it's probably more of an answer than you were looking for. But that's No, that's perfect. Lots that's... about it. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Cause that's, you know, I know, you know, I know people who like, I know a couple people who 
do a little bit of it in their free time and it's they do some charity work and it's really cool and other people i know who like they think about it but they never you know take the plunge for whatever reason i think it's just you know it's probably part of the commitment but also you know you're like well am i am i crazy here but i don't think so i think it's cool and that's you know as evident by the fact that you're our guest on this episode of the batman universe so right it's it's what you want it to be so if you're someone that wants to go to convention dressed up do it great if you want to become your area's spider-man then research the character, go back to the comics, the movies, and think to yourself when you're at the event, is this something Spider-Man would do? You know, that, that is something that bugs me a little bit if a character's at an event and you know, maybe they're doing something that Spider-Man wouldn't be doing for, I'm not sure what, well, like having a beer, for example, around children, that's something, yeah. you know, when you're dressed up as a character who doesn't drink and is supposed to be the role model, Something like that. Don't do it. Only Batman specials from here on out. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody listening, this doesn't know what that is. It is in the first episode of the sixties TV show, the pilot actually. Well, well, I've never seen a Spider-Man drink just using it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I want to thank you for uh, coming on to our podcast and, you know, devoting some of your time. I know you're busy. So it was great having you. It was great talking to you a little bit about it. Um, you know, I know I'm following you now, you know, as of a few months ago. So I'm going to be watching, you know, what what Buffalo's Best Batman is up to, you know, when you have events going on. Um, and I hope other people will, too. And, yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on and joining us. Thank you for having me, Scott. It was a pleasure. And Thank you to everyone out in the Batman universe that decided to tune in. And I hope we all are celebrating in a year when the flash comes out. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) But this has been the Batman universe and this is Scott and will signing out. All right. And that wraps up our latest TVU interview. Um, As Scott mentioned, you can follow Buffalo's best Batman on Facebook. We do have links in the description of the episode. You can also read The Ballad of Buffalo's Best Batman, uh, which can be found over on Amazon, which there's also a link for in the description, so be sure to check those out. In addition to that, if you are interested in finding out all kinds of other information related to Batman, whether it be about movies, television, video games, comics, or really any Bat fandom, be sure to check out our website, thebatmanuniverse.net. Uh, for all kinds of news, original content, other podcasts that all have to do with the Batman universe. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we are on Discord. All of our social links can be found at the top of the page over at thebatmanuniverse.net. If you are interested in getting in touch with us or you have a suggestion for a future episode or have an idea of uh, something that we can, inter- you know, an interview that we can perform or a different type of topic uh, that we could take place, in a future episode, be sure to send us an email at tbu at thebatmanverse.net, or you can leave your comments wherever you are listening to this podcast, and they will get back to us. Outside of that, uh, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for following along with the TBU podcast. We're almost at about a year since we returned, and uh, we're, we're glad that you guys are listening. Uh, we do ask that you guys just try to interact with us a little bit more, um, because that's always super helpful at getting 
us motivated to get more episodes produced. We have a lot more TBU interviews that we've got planned for the coming months, and we have uh, some other topics that we're also going to be covering as well. And of course, there's always going to be some new stuff that pops up, so you can look forward to that stuff on future episodes. So with all that being said, this has been the TBU Podcast for Scott and myself. We will see you guys next time.